Hey, good morning. It's Saturday, March 28th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. Our reading for today is found in Joshua chapter 21 and Joshua chapter 22. Joshua chapter 21, we finally get to the place in the allotment of the land where we're giving cities and pasture land for the Levites and the priests. You might remember that God did not give land allotments to the Levites who are the priests. That's the priestly tribe because God said the Lord is your inheritance. You have me and you're not going to own these uh, big allotments of land and territory and mountains and rivers and all that. But you do need pasture land for the animals that you have. I mean, you can't even sustain a family without some goats and sheep and that kind of thing. So they have to have pasture land. They have to have cities to live in. So God is allotting the land cities in this case and the pasture lands to those priests. Great picture, though, of us being the priests. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood, that we are the ones who have the Lord as our inheritance, that citizenship's not here. And a great parallel, just as you read through that section in Joshua 21, remember our home here is temporal and our inheritance is the Lord. Joshua 22, Joshua has to solve a problem between uh, Reuben and Gad and half of Manasseh. Remember, Reuben and Gad were on the uh, east side of the Jordan River. And that created some problems in half of the tribe of Manasseh. They split in half. That caused some problems because they set up a worship center. And then there was a big dispute over the fact that they thought that they were going to break off. So Joshua has to solve problems. And I love that passage in the way that Joshua steps in. And there has to be a a revealing of the heart's intent. A lot of our conflicts, by the way, are because we misunderstand the motives of one another. And so Joshua has to get in there and fix this problem because of this dispute. And it it gets down to the fact that there is a resolution of the conflict in part because they recognize that Reuben and Gad and half of the tribe of Manasseh, they were not trying to set up a rival uh, worship center. They weren't trying to do anything wrong. They did something that was offensive, but they fixed it. And that was a great, uh, great text and a good reminder of good problem solving in that context. Luke chapter 6, we get to read the first half of that chapter. This is where Jesus is accused of breaking the Sabbath, and he makes a comparison there to remind these people that they've got higher stringent standards on Jesus because they're really just looking for ways to accuse him than they do on uh, the patriarch David. And I think as you read this passage, I remember preaching through this text some years ago and reminding everyone, looking carefully at it, that Jesus did not break any rules here of the Old Testament for the Sabbath. He may have broken in the minds of some of the Pharisees some of their fastidious rules and traditions, but he did not break the law of God. Christ came to fulfill the law of God, not just the moral law, but also the ceremonial law of the Sabbath and all the sacrifices. And you remember he would heal a a leper and tell him to go to the temple, show himself to the priest and give the offering that was required of cleansing. Jesus was keeping the law. This is not a breaking of the laws. So many people try to quote this passage and say, well, you know, he just disregarded the, the, the scriptural rules of the Old Testament. He wasn't doing that. Not even here in the ceremonies, he wasn't doing that. Anyway, we get into setting up also in the bottom of this section, the first half of chapter six, the Sermon on the Plain. I call it that because it talks about him being on a level place. A lot of people look at the content of this and say, well, this must be the same sermon as the Sermon on the Mount over there in Matthew chapter five, verses five through seven. I would argue, a lot of people disagree with this, but many scholars agree that this is a different sermon, a lot of repeated material. I just got a call last night from a friend of mine saying, taught some things on Sunday. I've heard you teach all that before. Well, 
That's what happens when you teach the truth, you teach the scripture, you teach the principles of God's word. You're going to repeat a lot of those. And so we see a lot of the reflection of the Sermon on the Mount, I think, here on the Sermon on the Plain. And that helps us understand some of the distinctions in the sermon outline and the sermon content. All right, that's our Bible reading for today. Then I want you to get into that, read it for yourself, contemplate that. Then I want to give you a one another. Our one another for today is do not grumble against each other. James chapter 5, verse 9. A lot of the one another's are positive commands. This one is a negative command in the sense that we're supposed to not do this. How easy is it for us to grumble and complain about each other, against each other, it says. And so we need to make it our goal today to say, Lord, restrain our lips. It's a hard thing to do, as James says. It's a restless evil. But today I need you to bite on your lip. I need you to bite your tongue. I need you to say, I'm going to be super careful and focus on making sure that I'm not complaining against the people in the body of Christ. So the passage, by the way, has a great built-in accountability in that it says, listen, the judge is at the door. The judge is standing at the door. Christ is our judge, and we do not want to displease him by talking against his children, even if they're disobedient children. And we think we have reason to complain. I need you to be very careful about how you speak about other Christians. Easy for us to find an ally and talk, you know, badmouth someone in the body of Christ. Repent of that. Get it right with God when you say, God, I don't want to grumble against the people of God. If you've messed up in this regard, ask God for forgiveness. If you've spoken and grumbled against them directly, be sure to ask for their forgiveness. But let's make it our goal today in the practice of the one and others of the New Testament, James chapter 5, verse 9, to not grumble or complain against each other. 